broadcasting from across the North American continent of the Terran Empire, bringing you our unpopular Star Trek opinions since 2020. This is Code 47. Holy cow, we are back with episode 58 of the Code 47 podcast on the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network i am uh trek lord of west michigan your humble servant captain charlie carden of the uss grand petoskey uh chapter of the international star trek fan club i am joined for the final time uh by my esteemed colleague my guest host who has brought nothing but love and joy to my heart uh that would be mr paul moderman for the last segment of the uh, Star Trek Sherpa. So, the, Paul, Paul, the, good evening. The the guest the guest run, right? <laughs> the guest run, yes. Yeah. I, I will say with special guest star. Special guest star, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So you are you're kind of the you're kind of the Catherine Pulaski of our show with special <laughs> guest star. So, oh my gosh! So yeah, I uh, yeah, this has been really something. This is episode four, uh, where we've uh, we've embraced the format that you know Paul said to me when we were getting started. He says, you know, I don't really know. Deep Space Nine. I don't really know Voyager. You know, you know, we've got these four weeks, so let's split it down the middle. Give me uh, two uh, weeks of Voyager. Give me two weeks of DS Nine. Give me something awesome, and give me something that fucking sucks, and let's talk about it. And that is and exa- I, that is exactly what we've done. And I gotta say, Charlie, it's it's worked too because because I, even though every week you've given me something that makes me want to like jump off a bridge. Um, it it really it really has like the good stuff is really good and the bad stuff like since it's been like like one third bad two thirds good right right the bad stuff has made me go okay I can stomach that if I'm getting this like mostly bulldozer of good stuff right it, it's kind of yeah. like uh, what is it, like arsenic you can take like a little bit like oh yeah, it's, you- it's it's not poison yet we're getting there. <laughs> I'm oh doing, my god! This is this is you're you're doing for me like a Dread Pirate Roberts kind of thing, right? Where I'm just slowly taking tiny little bits over over time, right? Right. To right, be right, inoculated right. of the poison, right? Oh my god! <laughs> oh well. Without further ado, because I, I want to maximize the time that we have, yeah. uh, we're going to jump right onto it. So again, uh, this is the final segment. We're going to skip the news, even though we did get a nice photo dump of uh, the season premiere uh, photos. For Star Trek Discovery, which is going to drop uh, by the time you're listening to this next Monday, next Thursday, you're going to get that. Ah. So when the show comes back, uh, because we've now gone bi-weekly, when the show comes back with my new co-host, we're probably going to be talking about a little bit about that. So we will we will reserve that. But uh, look over on the Grand Petoskey uh, uh, socials on Facebook, uh, and I should dump those on Twitter as well, and you can see those pictures. Uh, otherwise, definitely visit our um, our our preferred media source uh, for news, which is trekmovie.com, and you'll see that. So anyway, final week, Deep, yes. Spa- Deep Space Nine. You know, I've been giving you the heavy hitters. I've been giving you, you know, the season premieres. I've been giving you the cliffhangers. But today I gave you, for the good, I gave you the series finale, which I I feel bad because I really kind of feel like I should have done that for Voyager as well because I really enjoy the Voyager finale. I think they did a lot, but I think that Deep Space Nine did a lot more in their in their series finale than than any other Star Trek show has done. I think that they move the needle more that like characters were here, 
And now characters are over here. Yeah, so. boy, did they just like it was like pff, diaspora, right? It was just like totally. I'm gonna go do something else now, right? Exactly. So yeah. let let me read the quick summary. And again, I feel I feel I feel disadvantaged that this was part nine of nine, the, the last nine episodes of the series, were this unbroken arc that started here. Oh, they sure. intro- they introduced the Breen as a villain, and that was a surprise. And then you had the complete turnaround of the Cardassian uh, revolution, which was obviously satisfied this episode. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Uh, in this last adventure, the Federation Alliance prepares for a final invasion of Cardassia. Meanwhile, on Bajor, Kai Wen releases the power rates from the fire caves, which threaten to destroy not only the safety of Bajor, but of the entire Alpha Quadrant. And again, this is part nine of nine, and it is the series finale. And again, I just... Paul, I would encourage you to jump back nine episodes, yeah. e- even even knowing how it ends. Just do yourself the favor of watching this whole deal because it is just. And, and again, I, I've seen it so many times that I, I didn't watch it again because I I, I, I hate to pat it's myself on the planted. back, but I, yeah. I, I I just I don't need to because yeah, you could it's a- planted. You, you could ask me what happens in scene fourteen A, and I can, <laughs> I can tell you because I just. I yeah. you know this aired uh, this aired at the beginning of June of 1999, which is about a month after I. It was funny. I was just I was just talking on Holocron Chronicles, the Star Wars podcast that I co-host with uh, with Mark Carabin, the Canardian, about episode Star Wars episode one, which uh-huh. came out at roughly the same time. And I said, "What was going on in my life? Uh, I had gotten married for the first time. I eloped, uh-huh. hor- horrified my parents, estranged my relationship <laughs> from both of them. Marriage lasted about two years. Got a son out of it." Um, but this was, and I graduated from college at the same time. So it was this, and was trying to start life as an adult and find a job. So this is totally yeah. fucking weird, bizarre <laughs> period of my life. And we got episode one and the end of Deep Space Nine. Just a lot of weird, yeah. crazy bullshit going on. But wow. But yeah, it was a weird period of my life. But without a doubt, this is one of the finest segments of Star Trek that exists, in my opinion. So there's. There's, there's, there, and so, so your, your recommendation to go back eight episodes and, and like churn through the whole thing, please, really, it really is good. Um, and, and I can tell you, and like that is because, like, this, this episode, this kind of extended final thing, right, has so many like payoffs and tie offs as you're going along. And, but it, but it, it's not, it's still, it's still tastefully done, right? It's still like right, right. So, so the so the opening scene, I think, is Bashir, and he's laying down in bed with the new Dax, right? Ezri, Ezri Dax, yeah, yeah. Um, and so clearly, if they've you know done the fun bits of uh, the fun as, bits of <laughs> as people do, um, uh, in at the end of the previous episode, I, um, and 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 Bashir goes, it was a big night, and I was like, yeah, no kidding, buddy. <laughs> Well, it, it's funny because it was the culmination of his romantic infatuation with Jadzia Dax yeah. throughout throughout seasons one through six. So, And it was the culmination of, of some other things that are hinted about within this nine-episode arc. So again, mm. you'll see the fulfillment of that. Like I said, I, in my strongest recommendation, jump back to nine episodes prior. Uh, yeah. and it, it's not hard to do the math. You'll figure it out um, <laughs> to, to grab onto that episode, but it, it's absolutely worth, uh, you know, that those, those other, you know, seven hours of your time uh, to watch besides this two hour episode. Um, but anyway, yes. Yeah. So then, so then they did a great head fake too, because, or maybe it was a double head fake because 
because either Bashir, I wrote down the quote. I don't didn't write either Bashir or Ezri says it would be such a shame if something happened to one of us. So I was in my head. I, I wrote it down because I was like, oh no, someone's gonna die, right? Because but, yeah, right? Well, it's it's too funny because I learned this exact thing in episode one talking about on Holocard Chronicles like 10 minutes ago when I was recording, right. I said, it's the buddy cop speech. It's, it was Qui-Gon and, and Obi-Wan saying, Oh master, thank you so much for backing me up. And for Qui-Gon saying, Oh buddy, you're going to do just fine. I'm so proud of, Oh yeah, you're toast. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, and then what did my partner Mark say? He says, I'm just, you know what? I'm too old for this shit. And I'm just two days away from retirement. <laughs> Uh, so, so there's, so there's lots of things, like I said, lots of things flying around this. Of course, this is like, this is like end of the dominion war. Right. Um, and then all the characters of course are tying up their things. Right. So, uh, O'Brien has decided to leave, go off to like teach at Starfleet Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. At first I thought, at first I thought, I don't think this is the case, but at first I wrote down, I was like, is he leaving Keiko and his kids on <laughs> deuces, bitch? I'm out. Something, something, yeah. Something about the way that it was first put out there tricked my brain. And I was like, wow, he's just leaving them. Huh? Jeez. But that's not the case, but it was that. No. Um, Cisco, of course, has a lover wife question mark um, who is with child. They were, so, uh, they were married in a subsequent episode. So that is his wife. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, so who is with child? Uh, so that's, that's like, of course, a big thing. Um, one thing I wrote down here too is, as I was reflecting, cause there's lots of space battles in this, in this extended and probably I'm assuming throughout this whole, uh, Dominion War stuff, but this yeah, episode has tons of space battles, right? Magnificent, and admittedly some reused footage, but still. Oh yeah. So what I wrote down though is I was because I was reflecting on space battles, especially in Star Trek. They always seem unnecessarily tight together, right? If you have if you have an, a, an enormous fleet full of ships, right. who even when they're not at warp, they can move at a speed a reasonable fraction of the speed of light. Why would you like all be within like hugging distance of each other? Um, because it, because fight. it looks because it looks fantastic. <laughs> need, I just, I, need I say more? Because <laughs> because I always thought that was a weakness of how Star Trek. I mean, you've got to show stuff, so I, I, I kind of get it. But it was always a weakness of how Star Trek did space battles. Was like if I had a ship that could do those things, I wouldn't like sit here and have the the Klingon or whoever sit here and just like poop torpedoes at each other i'd be right. like ducking and diving and dodging and whatever right right so anyway i just thought it was like you know one of those one of those things um I, what i did note too so so kira so kira lieutenant um major kira um maybe she's commander now but she's anyway she, kira is on right. um she's on cardassia right um and she's like kind of running some like spy shit and like stirring up the pot there right and she it turns out to be wearing one of those get-ups with the like rah, 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 the brain the brain the brain yeah the yeah, brain yeah. yeah and i thought to myself holy shit like both both the, both the get-up and the voice bear this like slight resemblance to like return of the jedi leia yeah right? totally bausch yeah without yeah. a doubt without a doubt <laughs> and i was like well, well there look at that yeah, so right. <laughs> right the um 
So I have a, I have a, I have a, a quick observation and then a question, uh, and they're not related. But um, so the okay. quick observation okay. is, um, <laughs> TNG, DS9, Voyager have very similar inside a rocky cave aesthetics and sets. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they they called <laughs> it uh, they called it Stage 16, aka Planet Hell. So it's like <laughs> no, they did. There was a, there was and there was That's I awesome. believe that believe that was coined in TNG and again all filmed on the same lot at Paramount Studios in the 90s. Right. It was just, we, we never tore it down. Because just, it's, just, it's the same it's the same rocky shithole, like, yeah. here we go. It's like, okay. in the, it's like in the old show when Kirk and Spock and McCoy and Yeoman Johnson would beam down to a planet, and it was like purple sky, you saw some like shit in the background, yeah. 14, diff- 14 different light sources. All yeah. coming down on you. So it was so obviously a stage set at Desilu Studios. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just nothing about it that looked like it would have any bearing to any kind of real background. Yeah. So so the question I had, and this is this might go deeper and longer than we have time for, so cut cut it off if you need to. Don't worry about so it. Cisco Cisco is the emissary. Yes. What is that? Well, and again, you know, it's it's piecemeal throughout. You know, it's something. Because I remember you know, they they seeded that in like the first episode. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So what what it is is that in the very first episode, uh, Commander Cisco arrives on the station. He's kind of shanghaied by uh, by a religious official on the station that says, "You really need to go meet with our head religious person, the the Kai of our of Bajor, basically the Archbishop, the you know, whatever it is, the head religious, sure. you know, the biggest hat. You know, I'm yeah. a, I was raised I was raised Catholics and our entire religion is based on based on the size of hats. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what we do. You know, what was it Dennis Leary said, you know, that Jesus must have a huge fucking sombrero. So that's it. That's us Catholics. So Cisco goes to meet with uh, with Kai Wynn, who's uh, actress uh, Camille. uh, Oh, I can't. Her name. It's on the tip of my tongue, just like a classic character actress um, who introduces him to the orb, not the orb of the emissary, because we do actually end up seeing that later in the series. But one of the I believe one of the orbs of prophecy that illustrates to him that he is foretold as the link between the wormhole aliens or the prophets as the as the Bajorans worship them, the beings that inhabit the wormhole. And mm. and he is the link between the Bajoran people and the these prophets, these aliens that inhabit the wormhole. And so bringing it full circle and there there are trickles of that throughout the series. Sure. But it's sure. but it's obviously as you'll see by the end of this his ultimate, because the, the, the prophets exist outside linear time. There's no past, present, or future. There is just everything. Yeah. And so when they, when Benjamin Sisko is to be their prophet, and again, it's, it's, it's teased a little earlier in the season that Sisko is actually part wormhole alien because his mother, you'll see in the, it was in the season premiere of season seven, his mother, the woman who gave birth to him was inhabited by one of the wormhole aliens and oh. and mated with his father to cause his birth. Honest it's to God. A, it's like a freaking Paul Atreides kind of thing here going on, right? Exactly yeah. correct. Exactly. So he was he is while Cisco is human, he is also part wormhole alien. Wormhole alien. Okay. So he was he was always destined to fulfill what you see happens in this episode. And and so so now that I've seen this 
get, and I'm sure there's there's follow on right there's follow on comics or novels or whatever to this right right all all of like which are, are all of which ironically are non-canon because that's a Star Trek thing oh sure. okay yeah it, how, yeah how it's, does, it's not not like Star Wars yeah unfortunately how does it how does it work out for Cisco in that timeline then post like post this episode non-canonically he does return he returns to starfleet and it, it gets a little fuzzy i i will admit that i've not i've not read absolutely everything i sure fall i fall victim to visiting there's two wikis for star trek there's memory alpha which mm-hmm. is canonical there's memory beta which is non-canonical okay. um and so i've dabbled i've read some of the post ds9 relaunch novels Cisco's not really a part of the first wave. They mm-hmm. they bring in a lot of other characters, like they they have an Andorian as a character. They bring back uh, Ro Laren, who is from TNG, yeah. as a character. Uh, they bring back actually one of the regular characters is a Jem'Hadar, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's just, they do a lot of really interesting things in those novels. But again, none of it is canonical. So literally anything that they did can and will be contradicted by things happening in shows like discovery or picard, picard or or, yeah. or lower decks or Prod- sure, you know the prodigy, sure. prodigy was just debuted so you know it's all you think about it in the multiverse of madness like in marvel that it's like that's cool it's a pocket universe it's a different reality it's not it's not oh, sure. it's not main continuity it's like the jj verse which i'm glad it's over there because i don't want to talk about it <laughs> out of the way yeah gone okay 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 so okay so next thing i noticed Back on Cardassia Prime, Kira, she's like she's like out of her disguise now, and she's like she's wearing her Starfleet getup. Like, right. why would you why would you do that if you're if you're why would you even have your Starfleet garb sitting around if you're doing? I that? would imagine. I mean, they were hanging out in the basement of Garrick's childhood home. I would imagine the housekeeper that they had a replicator. So you're right. Why wasn't she just wearing just Cardassian, wear like just Cardassian clothes or wear a fucking potato sack? Yeah. Yeah. Just wear like, like, like anything but a Starfleet uniform, which right. is like, Hey, that's our enemy. Yeah. Shoot her now. Right. Like, I, 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 I am literally the sorest of thumbs. Look at me. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, so this, this blue-eyed, this blue-eyed guy who's like the supplicant, like the worm tongue of the the founder. Oh, uh, Wayun, yeah, the the yeah, kind the of the, the the head Vorta, and the Vorta is it. I'm trying to remember how much of it we saw in the other episodes you watched. The Vorta are a clone uh, clone species that are that are supplicants to the the Dominion. They're 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 they're, they're lieutenants. They're right hand, okay, right hand men. But yeah, they're basically they're toadies. They're spineless, yeah. uh, and they just effectively <laughs> they walk around worshiping the founders and doing the their founders. bidding. But they're they're very slimy. That, that, so I thought the, what I, so what I wrote down was this blue eyed supplicant guy is really convincing as a piece of shit. Like, yeah, like that was I was like well done to that actor who convinced me that Ugh, I don't like you. Ugh. Yeah, and, and well, and what's spectacular is the actor is Jeffrey Combs. Uh, he went on to, he had a great career, not only before this, have you ever seen the film, the reanimator? He was the scientist no. in that. Okay. Uh, but I mean, I know you, I know you run in circles with, uh, with rich and he's the film guy. So yeah. I didn't know if that was one that ever came out, but Jeffrey Combs, even within DS nine played, uh, a several other roles, but he went on to play pretty prominent roles in Dorian in Star Trek enterprise. Uh, he recently came back and did a voice role uh, in Star Trek Lower Decks. That was very amusing. Oh, yeah. Um, he's just, 
He's just great overall, and he's great on Twitter. So I would encourage you to to follow him on Twitter. He's okay. actually okay. He's actually pretty fun, uh, but super talented actor. But yeah, he played several different roles within um, within DS Nine. But this was his most his most prominent and his most you know cringeworthy in its own Hat, way. Hats off to that guy for being a piece of shit because that was yeah. well done. <laughs> he, he's a top. He's a top shelf. Hey, I just found a name for the episode: Top Shelf Pizza S. <laughs> Beautiful. So I did. I did note too, along the lines of what we touched earlier. This, this, this. I know it, it's a serious finale, but still, it it both weaves together and splits apart way more things than any other like finale that I've seen in this stuff. This is this is incredible. This is this is. Um, I I like how I like how DS Nine feels like feels like so so you can you can take something like TNG and you can almost feel like this is like a slice of the time this is like a slice of the stuff that happened like they keep doing the thing right right DS9 is like it's not the same it's like this is the story and now it's done cuz everyone is now off to other stuff i really i liked that and it and it, it like to me that was what that was what made the the title of the finale really great was what like they're leaving the show behind, right? Leaving their the, each other behind. They're leaving behind like even if even like just imagine a year in the future they all come back and have like a you know a crew reunion, right? It right. still wouldn't be the same. Everything changed in that moment, and so they 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 deliberately left behind the the like one version, whatever of the soul of DS nine that stays there and doesn't ever come back. Right. Right. So I thought that was, I thought that was well done in terms of both the series crafting and the naming of the episode, all that together was to me, I was like, that's, that's, that's wonderful. I, um, I, like I said, even watching this for the first time, 22 years ago, and even I, I, I will go back and check it out again. Cause I'm way overdue. Right. Um, it's, it's just absolutely amazing. Yeah. I think what they did uh, just it was just a culmination of such great writing and yeah. such great build up to this spectacular finale. That, and again, what you leave behind, you know, you contrast it to the series finale of Star Trek: The Next Generation. All good things because again, everything about TNG was great and we loved it. And it was Star Trek was on every week and it was a great show and they're always doing great things. It was cool, but there was no real finality to it where with when this end this is call tng the rolling stones and then call the end of ds9 the beatles in 1970 break up everybody now all of a sudden we're getting mccartney plus then it goes on to wings and we're getting john lennon's imagine george harrison's all things must pass whatever bullshit ringo did everybody's doing something else he's doing something else yeah yeah. Um so at the end after the after the major conflict here, Worf is named Ambassador to Kronos. Right. Um and there's a new there's a new chancellor, newish chancellor of the right. Empire. Yeah, and did, that's did Worf, did Worf help that guy like was he, he like an arbiter of succession or whatever in that process? You know, it was it, it was an it was an element of that, but I do not want to spoil it for you because that happens 
one or two episodes prior to this. Oh, or, oh, so it's very recent. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it happens in the absolutely most Klingon way because remember, when a Klingon has a superior officer who is failing in his duty, what does a Klingon do? He kills that person. Kills him, yeah. So you, uh, you like I said, at your earliest convenience – Jump back and watch yep, watch okay. them all because I I do not I do not want to pepper you with little spoilers but okay. I'm telling you every <sighs> I won't say every moment is used to its essence but it's like it's ninety percent absolutely awesome those nine sure, episodes sure. building to this and even the names of the episodes are epic tacking against the wind Umbra Penumbra. Wow. You know, it's just I. It, oh God, dude! I, wow. I, 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 if I wasn't going to be on the road all day tomorrow, I would start that those nine episodes You'd just be tomorrow. Jumping right back in, yeah. But I'm going to make sure I we, we're doing a convention this weekend for the chapter, uh, and one of the things that we do is we play episodes on a television, um, so the passersby can kind of get snagged. But we have a great setup. We have the captain's chair. We're going to have some other great new props, but. We have the TV playing. One of the first thing, one of the things I'm going to do during the peak period on Saturday is I'm going to play these nine episodes. I'm going to start uh, and I'm going to finish it. You have just inspired me nice, that, that, that that's nice. something that needs to happen. Absolutely. So the thing I wrote down about that wharf and the Chancellor thing was like the, the these Starfleet guys are all up in the Chancellorship of the Klingon Empire, right? Picard, right. Picard was the arbiter of succession. Right. Worf is got something mysterious to do that I'll find out in in a couple of days here. But like like Starfleet is all over this Klingon <laughs> uh, High Council stuff. Um. Uh, a couple more, couple more points on this episode. Um, I, this is a general thing with lots of shows, like. <clears throat> It's a it's a little I don't know if it's a pet peeve or not, but it's something I I always I always I always grab onto it. Whenever somebody says no, I have to do this myself. What like why do you say that? Because Cisco says that to to his 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 lover um, before he goes right. to back to the caves of fire to to confront to confront um, the the guy. But like like what? Why not bring Worf with you? Like why does it have to be just you? Like, why not bring like six other dudes with phasers? Yeah, I did. Like, bring a security team. He's a captain. Yeah, you know? like, so, and captains aren't. But you know, that's kind of a Starfleet regulation that when it comes to a dangerous away mission, the first officer is supposed to go. But yeah, no, I got to do this myself so that I can like, die or whatever. Because he's, yeah, it's he's a super option setup. He's gonna be a father soon. Like he's got all this stuff there. I didn't see an actual reason for him to go alone. So like. Hey, like, hey, Worf, you're a Klingon warrior. Before you jet off to Kronos, maybe just quick, come help me, like, take care of this thing right here real quick, buddy. Like, come on. Doesn't right. have to be alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't have to go in solo to take on the, the big bad. The yeah, big bad. exactly. Like, why? Just right. Why? You're right. And that was a very uh, prototypical kind of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, excuse me. Kind of deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Kira, I noticed that Kira, so Kira in her send off. With Odo, she got to have an I know Han Solo moment. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. I was like, nice job, Kira. She gets a Han Solo moment. And of course, the final line of the series, fittingly by Quark, um, he says, It's like I said, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And that's that that's, that's life. A, yeah. A oh great yeah. little it's a great little bow on the on the thing. Right. So I'm I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of 
even just this taste here without every single detail of the back stuff, I'm like hooked in. Right. So this is awesome. So my question to you, as always, Charlie, is for you, what is, what makes this a great, uh, a great chunk of DS9? You know, I would, I would say, you know, kind of without qualification, kind of what I touched on before, this is the only finale where you see, like in life, we all have relationships that, that end. And I'm not just talking about like, you know, I've been divorced before. Yeah. My my life changed. I moved on. You know, my ex moved on. You know, we had kids and, and the yeah. dynamics changed and those kind of things. But, you know, we even have friendships that end. Or certainly people who are in the military, you have an assignment that ends and then you move yeah. on and you're doing something else. The, the end of this series, unlike... Any other, though, the, the end of Voyager was, you know, and, and if you haven't watched it, I don't want to spoil it, but it had a, you know, a sense of continuation yeah. um, because the series moved from this part to this part. Um, but it's like, you know, T- TOS had no real ending. It was just, there was an episode and it was over. The show got canceled. Yeah. TNG yeah. had a, well, you know, this thing happened, but we're still going to keep doing our thing and we're going to go off into the movies. Great. DS, you know, Enterprise had like, a, well, you know, it's history and this thing happened and blur, 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 this thing and that thing. And then it was mm. the Federation. It was the Federation instead of just Earth, whatever. And then the other, the other shows are still ongoing. But this is the only show currently, I feel, and I kind of liken it to uh, Battlestar Galactica, the Ron Moore version of it, which I revere. And uh, ironically written by the same guy, Ron Moore was involved in obviously both projects where you have uh-huh. an ending that you just go... That is an ending. That's that is, the end. Yeah. It's very, it's very final. Sure, there are always other stories to be told, but as far as what we've been engaged with for seven years, with these seven, eight characters that we've had, that story has come to its conclusion. Yeah. It's done. It's very final. It's the Beatles breaking up. It is not the Rolling Stones going. Well, so and so died, so let's bring in another guy and keep yeah. making albums. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's very final, and I like it that like life. Life has seasons, and this is this is the end of a season, specifically season seven. Uh, but it, but it's it's the end of a it's the end of an era, um, and I like that they treated it in a way that that I felt was very realistic. So I think they, yeah. I think they did a good thing. This was good stuff. Was let's good move stuff. on. Let's now that we've now that we've floated to the clouds. There, yeah, there's there is always a, a yin with the yang. <laughs> whether you want to call the let's, white good or the black good or the white bad or the black bad, uh, I'm going to take you all the way back to to season five. Uh, this was an early episode. I didn't have the number. Let he who is without sin. Wow. Okay. So uh, when, while Worf, Dax, Bashir, Lita, and Quark vacation on Ryza, the famous. Pleasure Planet of Starfleet, uh, established in the Captain's Holiday episode of TNG back in season three of, yep. of that show. Yep. Worf decides to join a radical fundamentalist group determined to start a political revolution on Ryza. Wow. This one, this one, like. Yeah. I think I think I disliked this one more than I disliked the previous bad one from DS9. Really? So just like it that more than uh, the move along one, home with the game? Yeah. With the, with the weird game. But this one, this one I disliked like, I think kind of, it's kind of in the same par of like kind of shitty writing and like, you know, he's got some weird like plot choices, but it also, it also makes you, it also like 
drives. So not only is it just bad writing, it also harms your perception of characters, right? Because essentially in this episode, Worf joins the space Taliban. Like, I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Like Worf, Worf gets converted to extremism and, and like sabotage is a thing. So I wrote down, I was like, first of all, Worf should face disciplinary something for what he did. Like he, he sabotaged major equipment as a start wearing a Starfleet uniform <laughs> on, on this planet. Um, Worf absolutely like to me, I actually, I think, I think I put it this way. The episode's bad with bad writing and some stuff. And there's other things I'll get into too, but like this one harm, this episode harms the character of Worf. Right. And again, thing. A, again, a heritage character that we've had for at this point, yeah, almost 10 years through two series. Worf is the character that has the single most screen time of, of any other Star Trek character. If you think about it, he was on, uh, seven seasons of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, four four movies, and then four seasons of Deep yeah. Space Nine. Seasons four, five, six, and seven. So there's no other character that we've seen more than Worf. Yeah, and this and this episode completely just like like pulls him away from like core things you think about Worf, right? Right. So there's just. It's bad. He's and and so aside from that, he's like he's a cranky asshole. He's totally. like he's like I don't know. He's kind of just sort of he's got this like controlling boyfriend thing going on that's just not a good right. look, you know? Yeah, and, he's and just, like, he just he does. He acts like kind of a kind of the captain of the football team, kind of fucking dickhead. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like, like what are you doing? It's it's just it sets up Worf wrong. So so but but let's rewind to the beginning here because so there's like it's it's a Cisco and Odo just kind of sitting around chatting. Even that was bad dialogue, it just poorly written. But then so then 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 Jadzia shows up and she's like, Oh, ouch, my ribs and all this kind of stuff. And you come to find out, and I hated this, I hated this. You come to find out that she and Worf are showing up in sick bay all the time. Because they've been fucking too, like, weird. <laughs> they've been fucking too much. Yeah, they've that's... been fucking too much. Like, man. <sighs> I mean, I. It, it, it's just, it's. It, it, this whole episode has that horny teeny. It's like, it's like a disgusting 80s sex comedy. It's like, por- yeah. it's like, it's like Porky's. This yeah. movie, th- this episode is like Porky's. It's like it's like because because there's a, there's a pat there's a thread here that you could follow that would make this both both the both the wharf and Jadzia but also like Risa itself there's a thread here you could follow that says okay you know this is part of the part of the future of the human race and other races is to sort of be more accepting of our bodies and our sexuality and that's great but this does nothing for that this doesn't do that this sets it up as weird garbage with like possessive boyfriend right and like hurting yourselves having sex and all this weird stuff even this even this wonderful thing Bashir and his his like girlfriend or whatever she's Bajoran girlfriend I forget her name Alita they, Lita. Yeah, they, they do this like they do this like tea ceremony or whatever of like breaking up and it's all wonderful and then like it just goes sour because she's like 
she goes, now I can finally be honest about my feelings. But that that's like, you should have been honest before. And then, and it completely like both her and Bashir completely wreck the, the, like the awesome nature of like, Hey, we're not dating anymore. Who cares? Right. Like that by itself is like, great. That's like, like who wouldn't want to break up like that. Right. But then, but then she decides to say one thing and he gets all like, he gets all jealous when he had been kind of trying to play it cool as he was like, it's just the end, man. Whatever's, whatever's good. I'm going to go over here and, you know, bang some hot chicks on riser or whatever. That's just not, it, it like, it like unsticks all that stuff. (sighs) That was, this is like, there's so that Worf here's, here's another thing. It didn't even happen on screen. Well, part of it happened on screen, but didn't, it was suggestive. And here's what it was was they're they're like okay we're on rise great let's go we're gonna go swimming or whatever and you see wharf pull up like a gold speedo thing right and he never he never even puts it on but just him holding up this like this gold speedo thing you're like oh man is that what is that what he like that's it's too late now that's in my head it's in my head now i can't not i can't not see wharf in gold speedo now because I saw it on the screen there, right? You, you, you keep making me change the name of this episode. So I had Space Porkies, but now it's Worf in Gold Speedo. Worf in Gold Speedo. <laughs> like, is it is it like a is it like a ceremonial Klingon warrior Speedo? Is it going to have like a like a batleth attachment for his schlong or something like? Just, oh just, my god! It's just. I don't know. It's just. Oh my god! So ah, I I don't know, man. But yeah, I just. You know, there's always going to be, and again, in the old days, you know, TV series had, you know, anywhere between 22 and 26 episodes, particularly something in syndication. They had to space it out between, you know, uh, between September and May. So, you know, you had, you know, several weeks where you had repeats or whatever. And, you know, that that was a way of life for us. But, you know, when when we look at things now, it's just, you know, it's like when the wife and I sit down to watch a show, we're like, all right, what came out today? What is new on Hulu this week? Okay, well, yeah, it's this yeah. episode of the show that we follow. But, you know, so they can make things infinitely more finite. And that's just have to be like, oh, shit, we got to produce 26 episodes. Uh, some are going to be great. Some are going to be shit. Uh, and it's not to say that if you go from 10 episodes, if you go from 26 episodes to 10 episodes, that some aren't going to be kind of shittier than others, but they, yeah. will fo- they will follow more of a theme. But this followed, like you said, to try to deconstruct like, oh, there was a, the, the thing in this episode that had lasting impression was you realize why Worf was uh, so reserved and why he was so prudish is because when he was a kid, he played soccer and he jumped up to hit a soccer ball along with another kid and he headbutted the other kid and the other kid, he broke his neck and the kid died. Yeah. That's, that's super sad and kind yeah. of a, bon- kind of a boner killer for being on Riza. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. What a downer. But, <laughs> If you, if you think about it, it's kind of the only thing of value in this episode at all, character development-wise, that you have you have any understanding of a character's like, what's my motivation? Why is why why is Worf such you know why is he such a stiff? What other Klingons are like, rah, you know, blood wine and you know, rough sex and rah, 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 rah. that is something that I did I did note that too I did because. <clears throat> I'd always, I had never put, I had never put words to like, 
Worf is as as Klingons go. Worf is really boring. Yeah, right. As Klingons go, Worf is boring because he's and now you get now you get some of the why here, right? right? Because he still wants to be like drinking and smashing things and like you know killing stuff and whatever. But he's like, I'm if I let go, my skull will crack human heads open or whatever. You know, like he yeah, right, he doesn't do that. You know, so like. You get that, but like, it's it's kind of too bad that it takes this long to understand why Worf is such a kind of a kind of a butthole clenched tight ass guy. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. A little, little too, a little, little too, little too anal, little too OCD, yeah. Yeah. little too, little too Starfleet, little yeah. too. You know the fact that he was raised by humans, and so he's yeah. a little, he's a little stiff. Yeah. Yet he, you know, he. He kind of, you know, straddles the line because he's also this big Klingon warrior and can, you know, kill you with his pinky finger. And he's just yeah. a super duper badass. So, yeah, yeah. War, war, that making Worf, the, you know, really the most interesting character, certainly in TNG, uh, though Data did really uh, in TNG reflect that non-human who reflects on humanity role that was coined by Spock and subsequently in DS9, it was Odo. But then in a lot of ways, it's Worf as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. this you're right. This episode did nothing to serve any of the main characters. And it was just, it was farcical and insulting. It like, even, even Jadzia doesn't come out unscathed here. Right. Because you're like, like he's, he's being a dingleberry. Like, why are you just, like, right? Why are you putting up with that shit? You know, right? Yeah. So totally. it's so this is this is I think this is actually a unique episode. Be, this is a, a this so this is a good one to end on in in the in the Sherpa journey here. It's a it's a good bad one. Let me say, right? <laughs> because okay. I think this is at the more I reflect on it, this is the worst bad episode that you've given us. In the sense of the damage it does to the show, right? So, in other words, like the the salamander salamander sex between Janeway and Paris, like that's bad because it's ridiculous and hilarious, right? Right. right. You don't actually. I don't think the characters themselves are really all that harmed, right? In this case, the writing is so bad, and the episode itself is so bad that you're like that. It scars you, the viewers, perception of several characters in the show. Right. I mean, so, so in my, in my, in my wrap up, wrap up, I'm saying, here's, here's what I'm going to say. This is the worst bad one of the bad ones that you have handed out. So, so you saved, you saved the, you saved the worst bad one for last. Well done. And and, and and ironically this episode guest stars um pop singer Vanessa Williams Vanessa who Williams, once had yeah. a, one who once had a song save the best for last. So this is the <laughs> this is the end of day. It's absolutely upside yeah. down for that shit. It's the worst best. We did not say though ironically I think we saved the best See, uh, series finale and single episode yeah. of DS9. So you're right. This in some ways represents the very best of all and the very worst of all yeah. in this long. We, I, I, frankly, a, frankly, I find it to be an accomplishment. So it's, it's like, here's Get what we did. On the back. Here's what we did, Charlie. We reached the summit and then we threw ourselves off into the pit. Get <laughs> on the cracky rocks at the bottom. That's what oh, so, that is so, uh, it's it's the <laughs> circle of life. 
It's the wheel of fortune. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh my God! Well, that, sure. that that actually uh, brings our journey to an end, Paul. This has been uh, just an unprecedented uh, accomplishment for the show. And again, yeah. we're you know we're we're a little over a year into recording the show. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going into a transitional period where we're going to be bringing on some new talent besides myself. Uh, because my previous co my previous co-hosts have moved on to other projects. Um, so this was this was a great transition. Um, and so I I just absolutely can't thank you enough. Your insight and your thoughtfulness and how completely you uh, approach this project uh, has been an enormous asset uh, to this program. So I'm I'm very thankful. Uh, you did great. I had a lot of fun. Um, so thank you. God, I'm, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just very grateful. Charlie, right back at you. Like, I'm glad we came up with the Sherpa thing because because you 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 take me you took me to a place I hadn't been with these shows, and mm-hmm. like I have I have both appreciations and uh, stomach gut clenchers, <laughs> revulsion. Oh my gosh, appreciation and revulsion of of these these series that I hadn't really dipped much. I hadn't done much other than sort of dip my toes in. Right? So I've, I've walked away. I've walked away with something here too, for sure. Ab- absolute hateful respect. I, I love that. So, um, uh, finally, before we part company, where do people find you on social media? Where are you? Um, so you can you can follow me on Twitter at at Paul Moderman. Um, I'm on LinkedIn too, and that's mostly professional stuff. I, I, Boo! Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> um, I am starting by the time this episode releases. I'm starting a new newsletter with a friend of mine. Um, uh, it's about work stuff, but like tech enterprise stuff. It's going to be called the, uh, it's going to be called the boring enterprise nerd letter. So nice. Google, that, Google that when you hear this episode. Um, and, uh, oh, and I do a podcast for work called switched on with Paul Moderman and James Wood. So search for that. Woo! Nice. Very good. Awesome. Uh, well, my God, thank you again. And, and let it, let, let's get you back in here whenever it works for your schedule. But again, 100%. uh, you know, a, a couple of housekeeping things, uh, we will be going to a biweekly format. Life sometimes kind of forces you to do that. I have a new job, uh, and a lot mm-hmm. of other things going on on a personal level. So it's going to make more sense for us to do that. But the new show is going to bring in some new talent. We're going to tweak up the format a little bit. We're going to go back to talking about, uh, some cl- some little bit more classic Trek. It was my goal when I started the show that I wanted to find a way to touch every single episode of Trek by the time we finally gave up and quit doing the show. So uh, I'm going to move forward with that goal. I'm going to have some new people joining me. I don't want to spoil it. I want you to tune in, but it's going to be some new voices that you've not heard before. Well, one that you've heard before, but one that you haven't. So it's going to be pretty fun. So at any rate, uh, Paul, thank you again. Yes. Really appreciate it, my friend, and we'll have you back. But I'm going to tell everyone out there, uh, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trekking. Code 47 is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for our great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, or the podcast platform of your choice. If you would like to be part of the conversation, visit our new Discord server, or join us on Facebook, or follow us at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends on YouTube, and don't forget to visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.